Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. And we were just talking, and I want to dive right in, first of all, but just saying how critical this topic is, how predominant this topic is becoming. Um, But tell us first, how did you get into focusing on the LGBTQ community? Well, I am a member of the community. I mean, that's the short answer. I've been a member of the community since I was myself. I've been always liked girls. I did marry a man because I'm a Nigerian woman and um, it's what you do. You obey your parents. You know, you try to be the good child. And my son was like, well, one son said, mom, I think you're bisexual. The other son says, mom, I think you're pansexual. And I was like, wow, what is that? So, I mean, I just love the fact that in today's world, we have a box of crayons with more than two colors. Mm. It's so crazy. We, we, we used to have pink and blue, if I may even like venture there. But today we have rainbow colors, literally speaking. So we have to color, make pictures that now are more colorful, more vibrant, and touches every single spectrum of the color spectrum. So I think you know, when, when, you're, when you are traditionally raised by parents who are Catholic and in a patriarchal society where they only see the woman as accomplished if and when she's married, then it's like the the one the girl child has this many options, this mm-hmm. many, if that big, even maybe this many. But then, you know, when I told my dad I liked girls at 16, bless his heart, he, he didn't say, oh my goodness, I'm gonna to the guillotines or whatever. He said, no, I don't think, I, don't, I, I think it's a phase which to some extent he's right because in psychology, there's a phase when as a teenager, girls like girls, boys like boys, and with or without the extra sauce of amorousness, you know, like is it love as in relationship love or is it not? There's a tiny little phase there, tiny, but, but by older teenage, as you know, teenagers, you kind of settle into the relationship you're going to have. Mm-hmm. And so I was 16 and my dad said, I was like, okay, well, maybe he's right. I don't know. And so I just kind of let go of the thoughts and went about my business, went to med school, whatever. But I always, I've always kind of still like just been attracted to women. And then I got married to a man, you know, because again, it's what you do, mm-hmm. but the attraction didn't go away. And, and that's the thing about this. Just because a child is doing one thing doesn't mean that, it's not another. And that's enough kids are so trusting. In fact, kids are so trusting of their parents. They really, truly want to make you proud of them. Oh, absolutely. Literally do anything, including jump, which is what I, I like to use to describe suicide. Mm-hmm. Just to please you, the parents. If only you knew the power you have as a parent, as being a cheerleader, if only there were enough words in the vocabulary to describe the power you have. But you know the power you have. You do. You do because you 
You use it when you You choose to use it when you please. That is why parents are able to doggedly say, no, I will disown you. I will send you out of my home. 33% of LGBT plus kids are homeless. All right. 32% of kids who are, L- who are homeless are LGBT. Mm. One, one in three. That's why you can do that. Because you know the power. Yeah. But you don't know the reverse. You don't know the trust your kid has in you. And so when my child was born, I took one look at them and I knew they were gay. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say when they were nursing at the breast. But anyone who knows, knows that I'm not referring to a newborn baby, but I'm referring to a Mm two-year-old. I'm referring to a three-year-old. I'm referring to an 18-month-old. I'm even referring to maybe even a nine-month-old because they didn't want to play with any of the toys, the regular toy cars and stuff that their dad was buying for them. Rather, they wanted to play with soft, mushy, little, like, I don't know, like the beanie babies kind of thing. And just something soft and kind of nice. And I was like, okay. I gave them those toys. And then I gave them a little xylophone music thing that you make the little sound at nine months. And you play the, 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 the beat, the sound, and repeat it. And repeat it. I was like, wait, that's melody. That's not just a random baby playing. Mm-hmm. And so by 18 months, I bought them the toy piano. And today we have an upright Yamaha. I don't want to turn this around because now my And today we're a presidential scholar and just got a second year round a full ride for grad school at New England Conservatory of Music as the one solitary chocolate drop in the yes. So when you nurture the baby, you nurture them. Now, I'm talking about what they're majoring in in college. But the child at two, I told my mom, I said, and at that time, I, I didn't realize they were non-binary. So I was like, I think he's gay because mm-hmm. he was a We had two choices, right? And my mom was like, oh my goodness, bring the holy water. Don't say that. This evil is from the devil. I said, okay, I'm only going to tell you what I know in my heart as a pediatrician and as a mother. I know this child is gay. But you don't raise a child to be gay. You raise a child to be a child. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So a lot of people, you know, will venture that, oh, because I got divorced from their dad at the age of 12. That's why my child is gay. I mean, all kinds of theories. Or because they're raised by single moms. But there are enough children who are raised by both parents. My child was gay at two. I was married to their dad till they were 13. I mean, I knew my child was gay rather at two. Mm-hmm. They've been gay since they were born. But I knew that. But I split with their dad at 12 or 13, about that age. So they've been gay even when we were married. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's not because I'm a single mom. That, what, what about the two brothers that are not gay? They're not raised by the same mother. Actually, more likely for them because they were younger when we split up with their dad. My baby son was three. But he's about as heterosexual as it comes. So that theory doesn't work. People just try to put all things. But when I found out last June, during the graduation from Stanford, the gentleman who was making the announcements kept saying, they this and they that and they this. So I said, wait, son, how many people are getting the award of excellence? And they were like, just me. I was like, wait, so why is the guy saying they them? What is this? Then my middle son said, mom, 
that means non-binary. I'm yeah. like, what is that? But because I've already, already known that they were gay, I'm like, what is that? And genuinely, you could tell someone who is genuinely, what is that? As in, I don't know, versus what is that? Mm-hmm. Now, my wife at that time was like, what is that? I was like, what's that? Yeah. So you must approach this whole thing from what I use, what I call ICE, inclusivity, curiosity, and empowerment. Mm. Inclusion means when you as a parent, you're having your dreams for your child. Don't forget to include your child in your dream, right? Because as you're dreaming of all these things, which your gay child can surely, or LGBTQ+, which is more inclusive, or queer, which is actually more, what's the word now? Novel, in the sense that it's coming back. Mm. So queer is actually better. I have a, a, a daily tips, daily queer parenting tips with Dr. Lulu that I started last week on TikTok. And it's just like, people are just- mm, I bet, yeah. yeah. Nothing like that on TikTok. So I, I, I chose queer because LGBTQ, it's, 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 a, it's a mouthful. There's nothing wrong with that. But it is. But queer is an easy alternative. And gay is not quite as inclusive. So if I'm going to preach inclusivity, I better practice what I preach. So queer actually works better. So we're going to go queer now. But like I said, again, just going back to the time I was, the time and day when there were two, I was thinking gay, 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 because he's a black male at that time. They're still black, but now they're non-binary. So you see the difference? So when I refer to them when they were younger, I use he to make a point for those who think, oh my God, I can't, I can't say they, them. Yes, you can. You can learn anything. Mm-hmm. You can learn a new language, a whole language. So you can learn three words, they, them, there. Yeah. <laughs> So when they came out as non-binary to me, actually, it turns out that they, they were outed twice in their life. First, when they were 12, when their parents first split up and they were outed in middle school as gay before they were ready. And then again, last year, by the gentleman who was making the announcement in the sense that the guy was, you know, sticking to the correct pronouns, but their mother didn't know anything about that. Their two moms didn't know anything about that. Right, right. So I was like, okay, so I want to learn everything about it. Yeah. And so at that time, which was June, there was a lockdown. And that was when I was thinking about what, which niche really to settle in, in coaching. I coach speakers. I coach authors. I coach overwhelmed physicians who are suicidal, which is who I was or who I've been rather. And as a pediatrician, by default, I also coach parents on parenting of a, of a yelling, parenting, you know, whatever, just parenting. But I've been looking for my niche and I think my niche found me, which is what they say. And so after that revelation, I said, hmm, maybe since I'm already working with at-risk youth who are suicidal in my practice as a pediatrician, and majority of them are suicidal because they're LGBTQ. Yeah. I'm like, the true problem is not the child who is suicidal, is the environment that that child finds themselves. And I know we have a multi-billion dollar company called Drug Company, 
who want to push the agenda of antidepressants all day. But I don't preach that. <laughs> I don't because a child who is three, who, is, who knows that they're in the wrong gender body, gendered body, right? They know that they're in the wrong gendered body at 13. They know at 23. They know at 33. They've been known since they were three. If we want to use three, because three to five is the age where a child will tell you, I'm a boy or I'm a girl. And then the teacher says, boys on this side, girls on this side. And you're feeling like, where do I go? Your body, yeah, exactly. Your body is boy, but you're really feeling. Yeah. Which is why I talk, which is what I talk about on my TikTok. I said, gender identity specifically is about how you feel. Mm-hmm. Gender as a social construct is what the community give to you. Here, take this, you're a boy, or here, take this. But what about the intersex people? What are they? Yeah. And why should you choose to raise them the way you think they should be? What, ha- what if they feel differently? And so enter non-binary, right? Which I love that because non-binary really is the journey to where we are today, where the world has always classified everyone as either male or female. But what about those in between? Mm-hmm. And then what about those non-conforming? What about those who are outside the outliers? Who for today's world, we have the word non-binary. We don't know what word we're going to have tomorrow. So I thank God for the lexicon that is growing, right? And including and including and including. My own child on my own show in March called Black and Gay in America, the series I did on Facebook, my own child said, today I feel like I'm non-binary. I don't know what I'm going to feel like tomorrow. Mm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. I just loved them so much at that moment. I cried as a matter of fact. I was like, Showing you that it's all in evolution. Mm. It's evolving. But I think what's most important for parents to know is my now 16-year-old son told me when I was like, son, do you think you can support something that you don't understand? And he took a second to say, yes. I was like, what do you mean? And in his 16-year-old mind, he said, for instance, all most of my friends who support Trump they don't understand him. And I was like, mic drop. Mm-hmm. That was all. He said, in his mind, that's it. He said, they don't understand his policies, but they support him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and he said, and I said, and might I add enough adults also who don't understand his policies also support him. But that was his own level. Of, and that made me say, mm-hmm. you know what? As a parent, it's not up to you to completely understand everything. Are you telling me right now that you completely understand religion? You completely understand the weather? You completely understand your car? No. What they do to you is they do something and then you're like, okay, I'll take it. And I'm going to go with it. That's support. And I need you to do that unquestionably because even your child might still be trying to figure it out. And so by you saying, well, what is it already? You're hijacking the agenda. Mm-hmm. And so my next book is called, It's Not About You. <laughs> The A, B, C, D, Q, whatever, of raising your, your LGBTQ plus child. It's not yeah. about Yeah. And when you hijack the agenda, your child might pause and not talk to you again. Or they'll say, no, 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 I was just joking. Then that validates you thinking, oh, yeah, I knew, I knew it was just a phase. Was it though? 
What's the bell? Now, knowing what I know now, since I graduated from coaching school and became certified as a coach, I now know that every single thing you do in life is based on your thoughts. And so if you think your child is faking it, your words are going to speak words that will make your child act that way. Mm. And then you get the results that you're looking for. And then you now think, well, he wasn't gay until he went to college. Was he really not gay until he went to college? Do you honestly believe that your child, your black child in this case specifically, who has to do with racism and and ACEs, childhood trauma, and all kinds of things, will choose gaydom, will choose to be ostracized and possibly killed, will choose that knowingly? Come on now. If nothing else, that's peace. Mm -hmm. No one chooses a life of short hatred of yourself because of the world, hatred by others. No one chooses that. And so I'm asking you today to do me a huge favor. Follow me on TikTok, first of all. But also, think again. Think again. Before you do anything, think again. If you are truly the most influential person in your child's life, which you are, if your child truly trusts you unequivocally, which they do, you need to play the next card. The very next thing you do after watching this is critical. In your child's life with regards to surviving because they will jump because of parental betrayal, because of mm -hmm. parental non-acceptance, AKA parental rejection. Look at the numbers, parental rejection parental non-acceptance, or on the flip side, to be positive, parental acceptance is so critical in your child for thriving. So you can tell I'm so passionate about it. I decided to coach parents because of my child. Yeah. Because I realized, wait, Chica, if you who is in the community are struggling with under-freaking-standing, what about others? Yeah. You who is talking about youth suicide prevention every day. If you who is a pediatrician for 30 years is talking about, is struggling with this, what more other people? Yeah. So I decided, you know who I need to talk to? It's not the child. The child is innocent and trusting. It's the one who holds the key. The parents. And parent figures, of course. So you don't think, oh, well, I'm, a, I'm just an uncle. No. That's a big a village to raise yeah. one child. But it also takes a village to save one child. Yeah. That is so incredibly powerful. Thank you. Yeah, like Clubhouse would say, my name is Dr. Lulu. And I'm yeah. Born. Well, yeah, and we've got to get on there because we're I'm on Clubhouse too, and I've got to get you in one of my rooms because I want to talk about this in there. I mean, this especially this month, this Pride Month, I think it is a topic that is. I mean, like I said, it is becoming something that I'm I'm involved in every day with my clients, with my family, with everyone. Like it is just something that has become very predominant in my life as well, and I think in lives that I'm just seeing because. I mean, I think with our 
the way we've looked at things growing up, it was very like black and white. Literally, mm-hmm. it was like you were either straight or gay. You were yeah. either a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. And we became so strict in mm-hmm. what those containers looked like mm-hmm. that we, we've almost created this need for this non-binary push out of these like cultural norms because we've tightened them so tight and nobody fits in them anymore. And so people are like, yeah, people are like punching holes in it and we're freaking, parents are freaking out. And I've heard parents say, and I think this, this goes with what you were saying, which is why I really want to bring this up is parents will say, well, I don't want my kids to be bullied or rejected or deal with that. But what ends up happening is they end up rejecting their kids Boom. to try to pull them back in. And that's what does the damage. No one Boom. else. That's exactly right. The truth is all they're saying in their head is, well, I don't want my child to be. But the truth is you, your love, your acceptance is a lethal weapon yep. against homophobia. Yep. It's what's going to crush it. I do have a nine o'clock. Okay. Yes, we need to go. Obviously, let's continue. But remember, if I don't say anything else, you are a lethal weapon when you add your love and your acceptance into the mix against all homophobia. My child is thriving. and And I talked about their successes before I talked about my own acceptance of them. But I wanted you to see what happens when a child is thriving. I had to first divorce their dad, not because of that, but because I'm happy that I did, because I yeah. was also being stifled in my marriage and being abused. But once I cut that out, my child was also able to flourish. So there's, I'm not asking you to divorce your husband. You don't have to. But <laughs> yeah. you have to cut out family members, church, community, who stifle your child. That is the truth of the matter. It is you, your child, versus them, yeah. whoever them are. That is so That's ironic, right? Because we're talking about non-binary and they, them. I love it. I love it, Dr. Lulu. You're so good. <laughs> it's, oh. it's the they, them. I will tell you personally, I am tripping over all the time because I have all this programming of he, she. And so I, as much as I'm thinking about it, it still trips me up. And it's, and it's should. And no one is, yeah. no one is asking you to, today, you now say only they, them. You're going to have to reprogram your subconscious. You're going to have to change the way you think so that your results can change because your thoughts create your feelings, which create your actions, which create your results. So if you change the way you think, you're going to think and you're going to grow rich in words. Yeah. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Lulu, I am so grateful you could join us today. Really, really am. I'm going to drop um, just because I'm so proud of this. This book. Oh, yeah, do please. Yes. How can people find you? a child in it that's LGBT. I want you all to grab it from Amazon or wherever good books are sold. It talks about looking at teens' lives through their struggles. Nice. One of the kids is black and gay. It's important you read the story. Mm. The book talks about that. And if, you, and if you're struggling about how to raise your kid, pick this book. And just in case you're not sure, 
You can also be. <laughs> We've got lots. I will put links to all of them. I will make sure everyone has links. I want to. I really want people to check out my 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 TikTok. It's one week old, but on there I'm I'm doing daily queer parenting tips. It's like one minute long tips. Mm, fantastic. I'm defining LGBTQIAP. I'm talking about everything. It's only seven days long, so it's not a lot of videos, but I'm the top trending dr lulu for a reason why because yeah. i'm talking stuff that people want to know so thank you so much for having me on your show thank I you thank you thank you and, and parents oh we will yes yeah. so i want to just say so we are going to have dr lulu on the parenting teens power hour to continue this talk and we will have ability to go backstage and actually ask questions because i know a lot of parents are just we're tr we want to support our teens and we're just we're struggling to figure out exactly how to navigate this because it's new to us too. So understanding it, and you can register at that at askdrcam.com slash power hour. And if you enjoy this episode and all the nuggets that Dr. Lulu shared with us, please take a quick moment to rate and review, share it with parents that you know have these questions and this will help other parents find it too. And in the meantime, have a peaceful, positive, calm day. And have a wonderful Pride Month also. But I, I do want to say something before you leave, though. What if it's not a struggle? What if we're not struggling? What if? I know I use the word struggle for myself. Mm -hmm. But what if it's not a struggle? What if we go into it supple, like a piece of dough, mm. and, and allow your child to teach you, to lead you, to guide you? What if it's not, isn't that what happens when your toddler says, mom, come and see this. And you're coming and you're coming. You're like, what is it? And you're like, and he's like, this is my little such and such. And, da, da, da. and you're like, wow, what if it's the same toddler who is now 12? What if it's the same toddler who is now 22? And you also approach it that way, mm -hmm. allowing them to teach you what mm. if. All right. I'm love done. it. Love, love, love. All right. I'm going to send you a link so that we can get you back on for the power hour and just dig into this more. This is such yeah, a key topic. I'm, I'm up and open. All right. Thank you. I'll let you go. It was great talking Bye. to you. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com. Dot com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.